Hi guys, I'm comedian, actor, just great person, Ron Funches, and you're listening to That's So Braven. That's a fun title. The wrestling podcast that just... It ends. What is going on? Welcome back. Let's see if I remember how to do this. This is Benjamin Raven with the Court of Nerds, joined by Drew McCarthy in studio. Welcome back to... Are we calling this That's So Braven? Is that what we're still calling this stupid thing? Yeah, let's, let's keep calling it that. People seem to know it by that name, All so right. we'll call it That's So Braven, yeah, might- the Court of Nerds wrestling <laughs> podcast. We might change it. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a podcast that delves in nerdum and wrestling. <laughs> because, I mean, we could also like talk about like Into the Spider-Verse if we felt like Oh, it. my God. Can we please about how I want people to start making wrestling names out of every character name in the Spider-Verse? <laughs> Come on, please. Exactly. Please. Yeah, quickly, we, we teased and reformatted That's So Braven and not really reformatted, just redirected in its direction. I'm going to widely open it up so I can do more things as you'll see more things launching under the Court of Nerds banner in 2019. But I just kind of wanted to change the focus up from just another wrestling podcast to a wrestling podcast that delves into nerdum and my weird personal journey into wrestling. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> We're going to do a lot. That's, that's our, that's our way of saying this podcast is going to do a lot. And we're going to have a lot yeah. of fun with it. And we're going to have, uh, we're, uh, look, it's going to be mostly wrestling, but try to think of us like a good Ron Funches stand up, right? You're going to get wrestling, but you might get some other stuff you like too. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Very timely, Ron Funches. Congrats to him on Giggle Fit. I finally watched it. It's fantastic. Oh, what a success. What a triumph for him. I mean, his journey to lose weight, get healthy, and and take over the world through comedy, positive comedy, is incredible. It is, and he's a lovely man. He posed for a photo with you. He obviously did a read-in for That's So Braven when we met him at Starcast briefly, so just an overall cool guy and cool to see him here. But what have we brought you here today for? We're going to kind of quickly overview the year of wrestling that was 2018 and look ahead to the landscape of 2019 as there's a wrestling hot stove all of a sudden, and that's kind of weird and neat. Yeah, it really is. It's a strange era that we live in. And, Ben, I don't know if you got a chance to check out the press statement from the financial backers for the new AEW, which will be uh, having a press conference later on this evening as we're recording this. But, uh, you know, Shad Khan and Tony Khan both came out and said, listen, we're, we're supporting this fully, and we're here to treat people right, and we're here to be respectful. And Tony Khan had an interesting part in his statement. Who's, he said, he's, I've been a wrestling fan since I was seven. I want to break, make this the true golden age of wrestling. Wow. Wow. Oh. Maybe, I mean, to me, that kind of sounds, I mean, people with AEW and WWE and Impact and ROH and New Japan, they all want to think of it like as competitive, you know? And each and every one of them are competitive in a nature, like mostly when they're looking at talent. But in terms of like going head to head with each other, they're kind of working together because everyone offers something different. And to me, that statement kind of screams of we're going to create a better landscape for all wrestling fans and wrestlers, you know? And I mean, that's awesome. Right. And that's a big part of the statement that they made is we don't just want to provide fans with a great product. We want an environment where our wrestlers feel loved and respected. And, and I, I think that's super cool. And I think you and I can both be honest a direct shot at the rumors behind WWE's talent policies. 
Yeah, no, yeah, definitely kind of like, hey, yeah, maybe we'll even talk about health insurance. <laughs> you know, or not, or make you like actual employees of the company, not contracted workers. Like, like, right. come on. Like, it's, I, I agree with you. I, like, I think a there's a lot. Of, here's a chunk of money, but no, here's a chunk of money that's impressive on paper, but no health insurance, no travel. No, I mean, you know, I mean, right. No, no budget for, for gear. Everybody. Yeah. 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 It's different for everyone. And obviously as you go up and down the ladder, but I mean, yeah, I think what AEW is trying to do is, I mean, being a, wrestler superstar whatever entertainer founded kind of brand i mean i think they're gonna look to do the things that they wish they had while they were living this life and that's kind of cool i hadn't even thought of that that was the first time i said that out loud <laughs> hey there we go um you know and and ben i mean you and i have been talking about this back and forth i think where we need to start is, is do you want to start as looking backward or you want to start looking forward well, let's look backwards real quick just to see how we got here real quick. We all know how we got here real quick of all of the all-in stuff. And I, it's kind of felt weird since all-in. Do you agree with me? Like, it's been this weird, like, lame duck period. Like, we hit this, like, wave of momentum in September 2018. Like, this crescendo, like, this great moment. And then September 2nd, 2018, it felt like we entered a lame duck period because all we ever heard about were – everyone's contract situations and how they weren't going to be under contract at the end of this. And where are they going? Are they going to WWE or what are they going to do? And blah, blah, blah. And it just felt like it got buried in under a heap of shit of just speculation. Right. It got, we wrestling got lost in the paperwork. That's I think that's exactly right. Is all in was this like kind of climactic event, but it was so far before the end of the year that everything else afterwards just kind of felt bleh. I mean, we went to a WWE house show the day after All In, and we were like, God, it's like we went from eating steak to eating, like, roadkill. And, and it wasn't yeah, a shot at wait, the talent wait, in the wait, ring, wait. you know. No. <laughs> it was just like, it was, we went from a packed out 11,000 people at All In to a maybe what? Would you, would you say that was even like a fifth full K-Wings arena? Yeah, there were like 700 people in Kalamazoo that night. And you and me... The people that we are, we did not want to go to that show. And once again, not because of the talent, but John, roommate John, surprised the living hell out of us and wanted to go. And we really were like, did. well, shit. I guess, I guess we're going to this show now because fucking John's out of left field wanting to go. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, listen, let's, 2018 was the year of All In, though. I mean, it was the year of All In. And, and can yeah. we say... With a slight asterisk, maybe the year that Impact saved itself. I mean, the, the pay-per-views that Impact put on, I think, kept them relevant enough to maintain momentum into 2019. And it may be the year WWE showed signs of slowing down. Now, again, yeah. it's, you know, you're slowing down, uh, you know, a howitzer. But still, at the same time, the back half of 2018 was so brutal for anything outside of what, NXT or 205 Live? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, we we entered a weird phase in the back half of the year, especially with WWE. But yeah, as you said, with Impact, I mean, Impact's pay per views have been like top to bottom, like match quality and just everything on that roster and everything on that card is different. I mean, I've been blown away. They just had the homecoming event in Nashville, and I mean, Ultimate X came back with a bang, and it's just kind of cool that they're paying homage to like where they started and stuff like that. But yeah, going off of what you said. Outside of like NXT and 205 for WWE at the end of the year, it was very, 
Really, like everything felt a little disconnected and weird. I mean, I love I, SmackDown. In my opinion, has been fantastic. I've loved that. The Raw, uh, three hours of TV sounds like the most difficult thing to prepare each and every week, and it is showing. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And I don't know what it is that can be done to fix it going into this year, but clearly the uh, near the end of the year, what seemed like a desperation move to reintroduce the McMahons into the picture isn't working so far. The first Monday Night Raw of 2019 seemed exactly like the lowest rated Monday Night Raws of all time that ended 2018. It was more of the same. Ambrose and Rollins and, oh, it's a dirty finish. Oh, no. Braun and Brock yeah, and, stood yeah. there. They stood there. They stood, and then they stood you there. Yeah, you said that after the McMahons came out and said changes are happening. You said that you're like, we're not going to see any changes. Blah blah blah. It's exactly the same. And I defended it, and I was like, well, at the end of the year, they're taping two episodes. Let's give it a chance. But yeah, it kind of seems like the same show. The start 2019, <laughs> didn't it? It seems like nothing is changing, and and. and Maybe part of that, and and Ben, I hate to throw this out, maybe one of the things we'll look for in 2019 with WWE, changes to established characters. Because part of it is that these characters are getting old. There's no new beats for these characters. They've done it all. I would say, what, maybe half the roster has a Grand Slam under their belts already? Yeah. You know, that's a very good point. And the second you said that, I was like, holy shit, that's a, in my, my, my brain sparked. Like, you know what? You, the mid card to the top card of WWE's main roster has been the same for like, geez, you could debate five years, but at least for three and a half years. Right. In the, I mean, in the span of time, guys, I've been seriously watching wrestling with you. It's, it's, there's been no change. I mean, it, you've got the bar, Sheamus and Cesaro. I mean, they've been there. The New Day is still there. I mean, Finn Balor's still there. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, Daniel Bryan off and on, AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. Those guys have been in the main mid to high mix. Missing a couple names, obviously, but for the last five years. It's, so, it's I just, mean, you're yeah. right there. I mean, we've. We, we haven't had a big infusion of a top card talent in the WWE outside of Rey Mysterio, blah, 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 and stuff like that since, like, Kevin Owens. But it's been all people coming back. It's been all people. Yeah. And half of it is people that I don't, you listen, I don't give a shit about Bobby Lashley. Okay? <laughs> and, I, and I give less of a shit about Chad Gable's <laughs> old tag team partner. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really, man. It's you're right. It's the card. The card usage in WWE has been weird because the NXT call-ups that everyone's been excited for have not really impacted on the card that many forecasted them to since Kevin Owens, who came in, beat John Cena and was a world champion for like a year. No way, Jose. I was shocked that he got TV time on Monday. I mean, it was just breaking up a brawl, but still, you know, he was a hit yeah. in NXT. He's a mid card hit if you play him right. And, and at the same time, you know, look at the guys who are coming up now who are these announced call-ups. I mean, you and I both like Heavy Machinery, but they're a mid-card tag team at best. At I best. I love Heavy Machinery. I do too, but you uh, know stakes and weights, as much as it's a great bit, not going to get them past the mid-card with Vince. Uh, who else? Yeah, EC, EC3. You and I love EC3. Do you think he's actually going to get a push? Or is he just going to get buried? I, I think his talent, like, here's the problem. I think, like him and many other guys, the talent is absolutely there. For oh, no a doubt. Life no doubt. Or WWE push, but there's no, where's the room? 
Yeah. We're running out of room. Right. You've got I listen, mean, you've got to let some guys who aren't performing go. You've got to let people put go. Seth Rollins on the pre-show or Dean Ambrose. I mean, you're not going to put. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, where where are guys going? No, and that's that's the great question. So that was that was WWE. You know, we mentioned Impact had a great year of pay-per-views. Ring of Honor continued to ride the wave of the Elite, the Bucks. They they rode that wave hard while bringing up some of their other talent with with SCU with Flip. I think you and I, though, both wish Ring of Honor would have left Bully Ray on the sidelines. Uh, you know, uh, I love a good heel, and he's the last real heel in the business, and I think he fits in. I think he fits I, the I heel it. role, but I, I think they just had him do the same thing over and over too many times. It was nothing wrong with the I character. Mean, it was something wrong with the use of the character. They, they're going to, I mean, he's kind of like the more up high up on the card Cassius Ono of ROH. He's the, <laughs> he's the hardcore veteran. They're going to send their young guys through. But tell me who he messed. I mean, he messed with what Flip Gordon for a full year. Was there ever any payoff to that story? (laughs) He he did mess with Flip for a very long time. I don't remember if there was a true payoff. And that's my issue with it. Maybe it happened (laughs) on like the main event of a TV taping. I missed. Oh yeah, maybe. But but yeah, no, you're right on that. I mean, it was kind of the same from him. And I mean, that's somebody where you could put anywhere on the card. Yeah, I no fully agreed. Kind of. But I kind of low key. Like people are poo-pooing on ROH, but they've still got a really good foundation in place. And Bandito was a huge signing for them. They've like, got a I lot. Mean, Listen, they've pulled lot. some good names. I'm just curious if they can keep the buzz going without without the Bucks. It's going to be a really interesting MSG show between New Japan and ROH. Like, yeah, who have, who have by the way, the both the come out. Not going to be the names. Yeah, both have come out and said they're <laughs> not working with all elite. Yeah, exactly. Like it's going to be. That is a that's a big moment for those guys to have that locked in. I mean, that's an opportunity to show the world like your new roster, like that's to make an impact and show America, like, hey, I know you guys really signed up for us because you like those guys, but those guys but aren't stick here. Stick around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's I, I think that's one of my biggest questions for 2019 is that Madison Square Garden show. How does it do? How do, what does it look like without possibly without Omega either? You know, that's, that's, and, yeah, and by the way, some, uh, let's let, run through some names here. I mean, let's do some, gone. oh, so who could be there at the MSG show? Or let's do who's out. Let's do who is out at MSG. I mean, Kenny is out. He told Tokyo sports. He's, he's done. done. He's done doing new Japan. I can't see him doing ring of honor. So Kenny's nope. out. The bucks are out. Cody's out. Hangman's out. Kushida is out. Kushida is out. Is Skrull's yeah, contract is up? Rumored to WWE. What's that? Is what about Marty's contract? How long is Marty still I, locked in? I think, I think he's, he's in for another time. year. Yeah. Yeah, because they just built the new stable in Ring of Honor, Villain Enterprises, him, PCO, and uh, Brody, and that's fun. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you, I don't know if you saw it, but it was released earlier today. Um, it, it's it, the the AEW deals that they signed with the cons are five year deals. That's crazy. Cody, Matt, and Nick are under five year deals now. The only talent they have that is not familial, and, and I count Hangman Page as part of the family there, is one Britt Baker. Yeah. DDS. And SEU. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and SEU. Have they announced the signings of SEU? I think that's They're today at the, the presser. Right, I think the They're announcement all... is today yeah. at the presser, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. hey, I mean, yeah. You and I have talked about this a lot, I mean, though, you right? You could run a Daniels and Cody top-level feud right now. You could. You absolutely could. But I think the way that you and I have both felt about AEW is that we both really want it to do well, 
But my God, I wish the wrestling community would stop repeatedly jerking off over it. It's kind of the thing that's kind of like annoyed me to the core about it is that you, I mean, you can't really tell who's involved with it and who's not and who's helping out and who's not because yeah, while guys like Meltzer and Satin are saying they're not involved with it now, they were sure uh, enjoying that all expenses suite at all in, in Chicago. Well, the people like us who funded Starcast bought our own tickets, uh, stuff like that. So, no, I, mean, I, I, I mean, fully agree with you. Fully agree with you. And, and that's, then, that's something that people have started to tweet at those guys about like, Oh, how was it not paying for the pay-per-view? What's it like getting comps to everything? Like, at some point, yeah, you know, first of all, people need to understand that that's how the sports business works, is writers get comps. We do that shit all the time. Yeah, yeah, we've done shit. We've done that shit. But at the same time, wrestling has to learn that if you want a legitimate journalistic base covering you, you needed to put Satin and, and Ross Sapp and Bix and all those guys in their own box. They didn't need to be yeah, in, an, yeah, was, in an all paid yeah. a, an all paid is expenses box with all of the family of the Bucks and and Cody and all yeah, the guys the hanging out. Shit like that, yeah. It's, it, it, that was that, I mean that rubbed me the wrong way from all in. It's like, oh, these guys aren't your partners, then why are they in your suite? Like, I understand they were your featured guests, but like, but that's trash. That's that's shit. That. We were told that. that wasn't gonna happen there. Yeah, That's- we were, and we were promised a lot more that we did not get, and I will save that for another day, but just stuff like that really pissed you off. I right, mean, as, as, I guys, mean, as two guys who work in that business, too. as two guys who do yeah. that for a living, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it pissed me off seeing those tweets and those Instagram photos and stuff, and it's just like, and, and then six months later now, you want me to believe you're... You're an coverage. independent journal who's covering this with no, with no That's like skin in the game. Meltzer and Satin, because like Bix and Ross Sapp are like journalists from afar. Like they treat it as a reporting gig. Satin and Meltzer are in the mix. Like those guys are in the mix, whether they want to admit it or not. Like, <laughs> it's not. Uh, that's not a right. shot, man. Like, yeah. it, listen. No. If we were getting the offers, we'd be there too. You know, like yeah, it's not a shot at all. It's yeah. The truth is like it's just that a we were of it has made me hate the news cycle of this. Well, we were told with with All In, with regards to All In specifically, that there will be no favored journalists, that everyone was going to have the same opportunity and everything. But guess what? Those guys were in a box with people that we couldn't get the time of day from. And don't yeah, get me wrong, exactly. I very much so enjoyed the people that we did get to spend time with. And and frankly, a highlight for me was getting to take a photo with Fat Ass Masa. But, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, but yeah, a but you know, is a contract in our eyes, right? And and what was <laughs> promised to everyone was only kept true for a few. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think that that pretty much sums up our main frustrations with this is the news cycle of it. Yeah, is that it all feels so pre. Nobody is bringing up, and no, you know, it's just so. I don't know. You're promoting it. It doesn't feel like you're covering it. No, and and it's like nobody's asking the hard questions that we actually want answers to. You know, no one's yeah, asking no, them. I, they're just they're just wow. They're offering contracts that might be comparable to WWE. Ben, I thought you had a great tweet about it. Well, that could mean yeah. that could mean five figures to seven figures. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, like comparable. I mean, that could be a difference of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Well, and for for, a, for how's this for like a Marco stunt? How much are you going to have to offer a guy who got his massive break from you? Yeah, I mean, guys, yeah, it's just, it's fascinating. 
Like, the, yeah, the satin tweet kind of rubbed me the wrong way about that, too. I'm like, whose contract are we talking about here? Fucking Cody's contract he gave to himself? I'm sure it was comparable to WWE's offer. Right. <laughs> I'm sure Britt Baker was well taken care of. She's your best friend's yeah. wife. Well, soon to be, sure, you know, whatever. But, like, it, it's... Right. No, yeah, but, yeah, stuff like that. It's so that's like, one of the one of the biggest questions in 2019 it. is what is AEW? What is it? That might be the biggest question on the wrestling landscape heading into this year is... Look, I know that they're angling for a weekly television spot on a TNT, a TBS, a major network of some sort, right? But if you don't... Yeah, that's what you were telling me, yeah. That's what all the reports are saying. The cons have the tie. TBS has done the wrestling thing in the past with WCW. Um, But at the same time, let's work under the scenario of they don't get a television contract. What do they do? How do you keep this hype going, right? Because yeah. as much I mean, as not a yeah. ton of people watch ROH on TV, people are still watching ROH on TV. And New Japan yeah, was yeah. massive exposure for them. Yeah. So uh-huh. what are you going to do without the built-in PR machine? Your YouTube channel is great, but let's be blunt here, right? Nobody's tuning yeah. into an SCU YouTube channel yet. Yet. They could get there, but I don't think they have yeah, what absolutely. the Bucks had. You know, being the elite is what it is. I don't think even Cody's personal channel has managed to draw in that way. That's that's interesting. And I I mean, and that is the main question of 2019 is what is this? And I mean, just my personal take on the double or nothing name is I'm probably going to do one big pay-per-view. I don't know, maybe to start the cycle, you know, and see where it goes from there. I think they'll try and lock down a TV deal to try and swing it out of that. But I think they're going to do one big, they'll kick things off with one big pay-per-view kind of like start the whole cycle i agree with you i agree with you i think double or nothing is going to be the big party that kicks it all off and that at double or nothing they will announce the tv deal if there is one yeah and matt durr friend of the show with some speculation i told you about it yeah like double or nothing is following little caesar's arena on twitter and that d in the logo really likes like it looks like the red wings d so, I mean, that's just pure speculation. Shout out to Matt for noticing that. But, well, uh, and a lot of people think it's Vegas. A lot of people are saying Vegas as well. That's the surface guess. Double yeah. or nothing. It's got to be Vegas, right? <laughs> right. Oh, and it's got, they've got dice in the logo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Vegas or Detroit. No. <laughs> so, yeah. No, and listen, I, 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 those are my two big bets right now. I could see Detroit because you've got a massive built-in wrestling audience. But I think Vegas. Canada, yeah. But I think Vegas would be the target because you do have wrestling stores built in there, and and I would guess maybe just maybe if the, if it is Vegas, right? We would see the launch of the second storefront for pro wrestling tees. That'd be cool. I mean, you know they're going to be heavily involved here too, since the Bucks basically helped them put the bricks on the place. Yeah, yeah and they yeah they're I mean their logos on the big press conference thing too. Yeah, they're going to be heavily involved the whole way through this. I won't be surprised if if we see Colt Cabana involved in this. I won't be surprised if we see anyone tied to this. I'll be honest. And I wouldn't be surprised if we hear later about a lot of WWE guys trying to get out of their contracts just to have an opportunity to get a little bit of spotlight left. I mean, it's going to put a little pressure on WWE to like kind of... I mean, I don't know. It's just going to put pressure on the other promotions because there is another option for people out there. I mean, whether AEW wants to work with people in the long run, like Impact ROH or New Japan at some point, I think that would be smart because I think that's the secret to success that gets overlooked with all of this is the cooperation of these existing promotions. And 
I don't know. I, I don't know. It kind of, I feel weird about the whole thing because all in doesn't happen without ROH impact or their cooperation, you know? Right. You know? And, and I feel like maybe these guys, maybe ROH, maybe New Japan, maybe impact feel like these, like the Bucks and Cody didn't do right by them on the back end of this because they lent all their talent out. They didn't cause a fit at all. And now you, you're launching a company and now you're trying to offer contracts to our guys. Yeah, ROH seems the most hurt by that, just by everything I've been reading. Bix had a really good piece on that, on Deadspin. Uh, Bix is uh, David Bixen's been. Yeah. <laughs> just to go, yeah. Bix is shorthand. We apologize. Yeah, but yeah, it's a really good piece, and he makes up some good points. Like, man, Ring of Honor agreed to do this, and then they just lost, like, their top card, all of it. Their entire top well, card, outside yeah. Outside of Jay Lethal and, like, Dalton Castle. <laughs> right, and, and like, yeah. I guess the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, I, kingdom's I, been there for... Forever. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I mean, that's another aspect of this that all in succeeded thanks to those promotions going, hell yeah, let's do this. This is awesome. And now, you know, now you're, you're seeing the rumors that Cody and the Bucks are trying to lock up the Lucha Bros before the press conference today so they can intro them along with SCU. And the rumor seats have been just crazy the last couple of weeks. It's made it exhausting. It's made me really tune out. So, like, when you come to me with stuff, I have like hearing it for the first time just because I was kind of like, oh, my God, I can't even, like, bear this news anymore because it's just so, you know, there's just so, there's so much. And the Kenny AEW WWE talk is driving me crazy. Well, let's, let's just, get like, into I that can't. for a hot second. I don't want to spend too much time on it. I think you and I both believe Omega's going to AEW, right? I would be genuinely surprised if he didn't. Here's my like, one, oh. though. Here's the one line from his, uh, his, Statement to Tokyo Sports about leaving New Japan that makes me think he's not going to AEW. This is the one inkling that I have that WWE still has a chance. It was the last line. I need time away and not just from New Japan. Yeah. To me, that almost implies the I need time away from all of these guys. This is this Kenny. Kenny, again, strikes me as a guy who, when he's not wrestling, is a pretty solitary creature. You know, he's been going pretty hard in the spotlight for like three years since that first Okada match. And I think maybe it wouldn't be too terrible to him at this point. Again, at this point in his career, he's 35 years old, right? He's as big yep. as he's ever going to be. He's been doing all of his own work. He's been doing all of the work, marketing, mm-hmm. you know, PR, design, character. Wouldn't it be a little appealing if someone came in and said, here's a check that's seven times what you're getting currently. And we'll do all the work. You just have to show up and wrestle. Show up, wrestle, and learn your character that, like we tell you to do. Yeah. That's... I mean, yeah, yeah. Which makes this all the more insane that, like, in my mind, it's not even a realistic possibility, you know? It makes this whole process so confusing. Just because I, I don't see him going anywhere but AEW, and mostly just because... They're literally using his tagline. All in. I mean, yeah, that in the freaking speech after all in went off the air to the 10,000 in attendance. They, but hold on. But remember that again. Let me let me tell you to look back on that again in your mind. OK, and and you can watch it. It's in that uh, super long BTE after all in that was basically behind the scenes. Yeah. Is is Kenny said the least out of anyone who spoke? Yeah. He spoke he last. With, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so he basically was locked into saying whatever the other guys had already said. I think he ended it with, we don't know what our next step is, but we know it's together. Right. Right. And that's what's crazy to me is what if he's not, because was he, and, and this is my other question, and because I, I did not see any of this, 
was Kenny with them on the Jericho boat when they announced that this was coming? I don't remember. Because I think the announcement on the boat was the Bucks, Cody, and Hangman with Jericho. I'm sure Kenny with the IWGP belt still, I'm sure he felt some respect to stay out of that. Truth. Spotlight. Truth. All right. All right. We've we've dealt on we've we listen. We've we've dwelt on this for long enough. I, I do want to take some time here for the first big pay per view of the year, which was Wrestle Kingdom, uh, a pay per view yeah. that you and I agreed felt far too predictable because we know all the behind the scenes machinations. There was yeah, I mean, every, there, the behind the scenes spotlight for New Japan has never been more prominent in the United States, and that kind of took away from the show for the first time, as I'm sure it does from WrestleMania every year here too. Because it's like you see Cody defending a championship against Juice. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen there. You oh. see the Bucks in a tag team title match. I wonder what's going to happen there. You see Hangman in the number one contenders match. I wonder what's going to happen there. Kenny's in the main event defending a championship. I wonder what's going to happen there. Uh, you know, well, Kenny hell, even <laughs> even Jericho, even Jericho was yeah, predictable. Yeah, yeah. How's this? The British guy winning the British title back. My God, who saw it coming? <laughs> That's a good point too. I forgot about that one. Like but, there's uh, there yeah. was there was yeah. maybe one match that really surprised me and it was my match of the night. What was your match of the night? Osprey and Abushi. <laughs> oh yeah, mine too. Re- wait, yeah. really? We oh, did yeah, for the record guys, we did not discuss this beforehand. This is all real. <laughs> no, that's my match of the night too. I mean, just because all the knacks that people have against those guys, I feel like they Proved them wrong in that match. That match was not only beautiful high space with all the spots you would expect, but that was a story. That was a story that they told, man, beautifully. I, I loved every second of that match, and I thought the ending was absolutely brilliant. Uh, just, I thought it was a beautiful story, a beautiful match, and those guys are insanely good together. They're not even. They're not just insanely good together. They're both insanely good. I, you know what I think a lot of that match did for as much as, as much as they opened with their like trademark high energy flippy shit right they worked in a surprising number of incredibly technical wrestling moves suplexes holds elbows slaps stomps for anyone who wants to criticize these two and say they're nothing but flips i would say you're a fucking moron yeah, the, I, I, anybody who has any problems with uh, Kota Ibushi or Will Ospreay's work, I recommend watching this match because personally, my personal opinion as a fan watching at home, a humanoid watching at home, best all-around work from each. I thought it was absolutely brilliant what they did that night. I was like, it opened and it blew away, and it was one of those matches that at the end of the night, you're still thinking about that first match. Right, and you're wondering why in the hell you opened with that. <laughs> Like, how, where was there to go from there, you know? That's the WWE style. That's open with our AJ Styles match. What? No. No. Make me wait for it. Make me wait yeah, for it. Um, a match I was. a high moment. I, I think you and I can both agree. We both expected that what I'm going to call the co-main events to be incredible. You know, you've got Omega. You've got Tanahashi. You've got Naito, who I think is poised for a breakout year in 2019. Yeah. Um, no letdowns in either of those matches. No. A match, I, my, yeah. a match I didn't expect to like as much as I ended up liking it, though, was, was White Nokata. I, I didn't, oh, I love that match. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect going in because I'm so used to Okada the champion, Okada the conqueror, and he was coming into this a little bit tail between his legs. White's been beating the shit out of him for months. Yep. 
No, it was a fantastic story, and I think they were really smart to have him back in his rainmaker persona for the big Tokyo Dome show. And I mean, the crowd roared at the sight of those thighs. <laughs> but uh, I loved it. I mean, look at that. A young upstart talent going over your top three star, maybe biggest star of the last five years on the biggest show of the year. That's smart. And the way he did it was beautiful. I, the ending sequence of that match is a thing of beauty. I mean, like I said, in between the ropes, action-wise, zero complaints. Are you kidding me? You'd have to nitpick the shit out of this show to have a problem <laughs> with the action. <laughs> well, for real. Well, look, man, the next big one uh, upcoming is going to be the Royal Rumble. And we've already yeah. got John Cena declaring that he and his awkward hair will be in it. <laughs> Seth Rollins declaring he will be in it. Ernest goes to the Rumble. Um, Remember those movies? Oh, God, I do. Uh, but I, I guess, uh, Ben, uh, here's the weird question I'm going to ask you. Are you more excited for the men's rumble or the women's rumble? The women's rumble. It was better last year, wasn't it? It was, it was better. Well, yeah, not even that, but like the whole Becky and Charlotte, Ronda Rousey, Asuka entanglement is really, it's a really well played out storyline featuring your biggest stars at the moment like ride that wave like we're not like we're we're well past the point of women being the main event as a novelty or uh uh a, you know the ceremonial thing like they're the main event right now like becky charlotte and ronda that story whatever they're doing should be the main event it's the thing i'm most excited for i'm blown away at everything with that right now Whew. Uh, i'd agree Weird. with you i'd agree with you no i'd agree with you it's it's a weird it's a weird time to be a WWE fan, but it's a fun time to be a wrestling fan in general. Uh, there really is so much product everywhere you look, and for the most part, it's pretty high quality. But I think we would be remiss, and you may yell at me for doing this, if we didn't talk about the red slap heard around the world. The, oh, the tampon? The Priscilla Kelly tampon spot. If we don't weigh in on it, we're missing out on, a, on an internet moment. Personally, I don't know why everyone freaked out. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm on your side on this one, man, because I mean, yeah, that grossed me the fuck out. But that's what she was going for. And also, this wasn't like a all ages event. She clarified later it was a 21 and up wrestling bar crowd show. So at least that sets the tone there. But yeah, I mean, this has never done, been done before. And it's next level disgusting. But we've we've dumped dumpsters filled with poop on people before on national tv we did we did blackface on national tv like you you go over to the disgusting chart of things that have happened on national tv in wrestling and a man's is, ashes were part of a plot yeah I, you showed me that ashes. <laughs> triple h had sex with a dead body uh had sex and on I, television yeah. my god and i was so all the people, like all the mainstays, like I was so disappointed in Road Road Dog having such a problem with this spot because he's he's been involved with like nine of the ten spots I just said, like <laughs> <laughs> wearing blackface on TV, dumping poop on Mr. McMahon. No, <laughs> just like uh, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, and I understand that. Oh, it's a bloody tampon. That's never been done before. May Young, an 80-year-old woman, gave birth to a hand on national TV. Fuck you. <laughs> like, 
Like, come on. And But I will say the gross part of that video, and you'll probably agree with me here, is her sell on the struggle to get it out. Oh, was that like, was, oh, she sold it so well. Oh, my God. Oh, I like, I gagged. I'm gagging talking about it. Because, uh, again, no. I mean, and by yeah. the way, all of the tweets, what, you know, what, a guy can flip people with his dick, but she can't slap someone with a tampon? Like, God. you know what? No, you, you've got us there. And frankly, I think people should be more grossed out by Joey Ryan's whole bit. You should God. be. Like, this should shock you. It should, but it doesn't anymore. Like, all the fucking people offended by this spot. Like, it's like, come on, just look at the things that you've watched before. And yeah, they probably offend you too. And I guess that's fair. But, you know, <laughs> and I hate the little lame defense of it. Oh, it's an art form. No, just be real with it. It was a disgusting spot and an industry littered with disgusting spots. Like, come on. You were being gross for a reaction. You got it. Own it. <laughs> Don't call it art. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. Art, but you know what I'm saying. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, people were offended by that. It was gross. I'm not downplaying the grossness of it. <laughs> I'm, you know what else is gross? And I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, I just caught uh, an Impact TV taping spoiler. <laughs> and it definitely involves Scott Steiner, Scarlett Bordeaux, and Don oh, Kalis. Yeah. Don Kalis' I... promise of a sexier, edgier Impact. There you go. That's, it looks like it's going to be sexier. I don't know what's still edgy about Scott Steiner. Big pop of pump, baby. Other than other than props to Jordan Grace, the photo of her and Steiner with her saying, Dad, just killed me. That was so awesome. But uh, I got a fun, quick Scott Steiner story from a house show at the Delta Plex in like 2008. Uh, he's on the apron. I'm pretty sure he was working as a baby face, too. Some dude in the first row screams, go blue, because he's a Michigan alum and stuff like that. Scott Steiner in the middle of the match turns around and screams, fuck you, and just goes back to wrestling. And we're like, what the fuck? He's wrestling oh as a baby God. face in his home state. A guy screams the motto for the school he went to and famously attended. He turns around and screams, fuck you. The whole crowd burst out laughing, and I think Scott even like smirked a little bit. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Fuck? But yeah, that was at the Delta Blacks. The Delta Blacks. Oh, Scott Steiner, you crazy son of a bitch. Oh, man. That's, I mean, anything else? Do we want to pick, like, each pick someone who we think is going to have the best year of 2019? The best, yeah, the best year of their career in 2019? Jay White. I'm going to go. It's tough to pick a WWE person because, again, all the reports of Vince changing his mind every three minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> You know what? I'm going to stick with my girl. Give me Jordan Grace. Yeah, I could see her. I, I, yeah. I think I, she's so big by the end of the year. One, I, I would bet she's in the third May Young Classic, and I won't be shocked if she wins the damn thing. Well, she is locked up with impact now. For how long, though? I think it's a one year, I isn't it? I thought, I thought multi-year, I thought. Hell, if it's multi-year, good for her, and she needs a belt before the end of 2019 then. Yeah, no, I, I think she's got big things coming. I'm excited for her. I love watching her work, and I, it's crazy how young she is. She's she yeah. works like a freaking veteran. She does. In-ring psychology, the, the holds, the graps, and I'm going to start saying graps confidence. more. Con- she wreaks confidence. You know what she is? It's, it's a, it's a, I'm going to borrow a Seth Rollins phrase. She's very intentional in the ring. Every move, yeah, no, every yeah. step, every, everything is an intent to harm on the next move. 
and it she communicates yeah. it so well. Jordan Grace, that's gonna be my one. If I'm gonna pick one person yeah. to watch in 2019, like I, I, look, as a character or as a person, she is focused and intense and intentional. I like that. That works. She's one of the best Twitter followers I've ever stumbled on, and and if I got nothing else out of All In, it would be discovering exactly how great Jordan Grace is. No, exactly. She's a rising star. Absolutely. I just said Jay White because I think he's going to rise to the top to the spots left behind by Kenny and Cody. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people and he's going to win a lot of people over as one of the top heels in the business. I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you, man. I, I think Jay White has a ton of potential and I think New Japan is booking him for big things. He's already got a title match against Tanahashi before the end. Oh, uh, no, it's uh, February. I want to say February 11th. February yeah, 11th. Like that. He, yeah. And uh, Kushida's last match in New Japan at the end of the month is against Tanahashi, and that's super fun. In a non-title match, so uh, come on. You yeah, know. A light, a lo- an outgoing light heavy versus the heavyweight champion. I think that's just a special thanks for being awesome the last five years here, Matt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's majorly rumored for WWE. It's Kushida. I just hope they'd use him right because he's a talent, man. Oh, also, did you see his entrance real quick? The Back to the Future entrance? Loved it. Loved the whole look. Oh, I hope he keeps God, it. That, that mask was terrifying on that child. It was. Masks on children are generally terrifying. <laughs> that was a, like a, a real-life mask. I thought it was like a, a visual effect. But nope, that was a child wearing a mask. Last, last, thing, I'm gonna leave, last thing I'm gonna leave you yeah. with here is, uh, is, is did you happen to catch your boys on Raw last night, Dash and Dawson? I did not. I did not watch Raw last night. I was uh, very work-conflicted. Two things. One, the trunks on Monday night featured a certain hashtag we're all familiar with. Did they have Forever the Revival? It had FTR. <laughs> hashtag FTR on the trunks. And they've both put out some tweets about how Sami Zayn's a hell of a guy. Really? Yeah, Dash. El Generico was a hell of a luchador and an even better guy. Dawson, an innovator who knows his tag team wrestling. I'm going to guess Sammy put out something about how it's a crime that they didn't win last night. Oh. <laughs> you know I would have told you if they were the champs. I'm sorry, buddy. I can't help myself. <laughs> no, I know. I, I would have watched it immediately. I love the Revival Boys. I, I still hold out hope from them. They're a throwback to tag team wrestling and forever the revival. That's what that stands for, right? Yeah, I think so. 